0: Get in the know non-stop Viking Stop. It's purple daily on Score North and Scorenorth.com.
1: All right, Vikings Ventline rolling on this offseason right here on Purple Daily, where we just want to see the Vikings win a Super Bowl before we die. Of course, Vikings Ventline is our flagship show during the NFL football season, specifically with the Vikings. Uh, after every Vikings game during the regular season and hopefully playoffs, we bring on Vikings fans to talk about the game. And during the offseason, I obviously like to talk to as many Vikings fans as possible to get their thoughts uh, on the off season the upcoming season the draft plenty of different topics We're a couple weeks away from training camp and we're just about what eight weeks out give or take uh from the first nfl game of the regular season against the tampa Bay bucks so we're slowly getting there and of course if you want to be on a future episode of vikings vent line hit me up it's vikings vent line at gmail.com vikings vent line at gmail.com hit me up if you want to be on a future episode of Vikings vent line, like my guys, Zach and Kyle are about to hear in just a bit. Of course, hit that subscribe button for daily Minnesota Vikings entertainment. Uh, purple daily is rolling on. We got plenty of pie charts. We have write that down predictions. We still got plenty of great stuff. I provided my 10 most important Vikings players earlier this week as well. So go find all that great content right here on the purple daily YouTube channel or on our podcast feed, Apple, Spotify, score North app is a central hub for everything we do. Also shout out to our friends at TCL. Uh, TCL TVs. Go get yourself one for the upcoming football season. You may as well. One of the best around. Enjoy more of what you love with TCL. All right, let's get it on here. Let's get Zach. Let's get Kyle in on Vikings event line. First timers on the show. Zach, you said you're double dipping. You're doing a little bit of sports dad life. Literally, you are uh, you're in the car watching from afar, I believe, of your daughter's soccer game. Is that correct?
0: Soccer practice, yeah. Practice. We, haven't, we haven't entered the season yet, but yeah, just uh, watching from afar right now and hopping on Ventline to uh, talk some school with you guys.
1: Nice. Zach, are you in Minnesota? Where, where are you located at? Savannah, Georgia, actually. Savannah, Georgia. All right. I love it. Uh, Kyle, welcome to Ventline 2. Where are you calling you. from, man?
2: I'm calling from the Poconos in Pennsylvania, uh, okay. real close to the Delaware River.
1: <laughs> nice. All right. You got a little nice Vikings band cave there. Is that where we're at downstairs?
2: Yeah, it's my little corner I get, right? You know, got, <laughs> got like a half-four half-packer signed jersey, uh, Peterson, helmet. It's, it's my spot.
1: <laughs> nice, dude. Everyone's got to get one. I know I'm banished up here into to my space as well, so uh, I, I feel you on, on that one too. Uh, fellas, let's get into it here on Vikings event line. I want to kick this one around here. So the Vikings moved on uh, from Dalvin Cook, and now they're turning things over to Alexander Madison, who's the starting running back. And I guess maybe some running back by committee too, right? You could see some Ty Chandler. Could see some Kane Wong-Wu, maybe even uh, Dwayne McBride, the rookie. So, Zach, I'm just curious from your side of things, do you trust Alexander Madison to be the new starting running back in that RB1 for the Vikings in 2023?
0: You know, I don't think it's a question so much of whether or not Alexander Madison can be a good starting running back. I think it's whether or not he gets put into the right scheme. Uh, This running back by committee that we're probably going to see here is I feel like something that Kevin O'Connell has had a lot of experience with and a lot of success with. I mean, see the 2021 Rams where I think the highest rusher for that season was Sony Michelle. if I'm mistaken. He had less than 1,000 yards. So he's got proven success with this. I think as long as Madison can maintain a good, healthy uh, starting running back demeanor for the remainder of the season. I mean, he's not going to be that bell cow. He's not going to be pounding down the middle. And, but I think a big aspect of this that a lot of people forget because everyone talks about McBride and they talk about Ty Chandler. I, I think CJ Ham is going to play a huge factor in this backfield this uh, season. And I don't think they would have kept him if they didn't plan on having him there for that purpose. Uh, you know, with Dalvin Cook being gone, it's going to be harder to get those one, two yard, third down conversions. I think CJ Ham is going to be in there a lot more with those, with those plays. But with people like Alexander Madison. So I'm excited to see what they do. It's going to be really unique, but like I said, I think Kevin O'Connell has a lot of good experience with this that can set up Alexander Madison for success.
1: Kyle, how about you, man? They move on from Dalvin cook. Now it's Alex Madison, or maybe it's this committee as well that KOC wants to implement. Do you, do you trust this new, I guess, running back strategy that the Vikings are going to try to implement this season?
2: Yeah, I, I trust Alexander Madison. I know a lot of Viking fans love him. He does cameo wishes people birthdays. So he's immediately a fan favorite. Um, but I trust him. As Viking fans, we've been blessed. We've had Adrian Peterson to Dalvin Cook. Really not a big drop-off. I don't know if we'll do a committee route just because it seems like they're really talking him up, and you didn't see Dalvin Cook losing many snaps, being healthy last year, but when he stepped up, he's, he's answered that call. You've seen better games by Justin Jefferson in those times, so I'm, I'm excited to see where this offense can go moving on from Dalvin Cook, and maybe you won't have all the explosive plays, but the consistent, gaining and not getting yourself in these third and longs.
1: Zach, do you think that the Vikings have kind of a, the right running back approach now? Cause like last year, they were very unaff- unaffected. I guess the way to rephrase that would be, do you think that the running game is actually more effective this year with Madison, with the committee, as it was with Dalvin cook last season?
0: You know, I think they force fed Dalvin cook the ball a lot last season, just cause they had this top tier running back, you know, on paper that, they kind of felt like they probably had to use, Um, you know, this year coming into, I mean, look, this is a pass first offense. We all know that there's no, you know, there's no hiding what it is. Um, So I I feel comfortable that this is a good backfield approach because it doesn't have to be the highlight of the offense anymore. The way it has been when, you know, Kyle's referencing these phenomenal running backs that we've had, Mm -hmm. we've always kind of had this, run first offense is heavy downhill running running back and now we don't have to rely on that as heavily and it can be a complement to the passing game rather than the other way around
1: i guess kyle do you think that addition to maybe of josh oliver kind of makes things a little bit uh easier on their running attack too i know the 12 personnel has been thrown out a lot by mackie and judd and other vikings fans and 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 mines as well do you think that the presence of josh oliver and with maybe even cj ham to Zach's point kind of makes things a lot easier on their running attack and how they want to establish that run?
2: Yeah, I think we needed that, especially when it comes down to the end of the year where you got to play bully football, get tough. Uh, Just having that extra blocker in there is really going to help us be able to push through those lines. You know, When when you're in the cold weather, you don't want to see what happened in Lambeau last year, right, where you're just stuck in one-dimensional. So just being able to have that excitement, a guy who can catch the ball, but also just help grind it out, seeing what San Francisco has done all this time.
1: All right, let's go to the defensive side of the ball here. We'll go back to the offense later on, but on the defensive side, so Brian Flores obviously comes in here from Ed Donatel, who, let's be honest, was mostly a disaster last season. Um, the Vikings' defense last few years, even going back to the end of Zimmer's era, hasn't been very good the last three seasons. Uh, Zach, who are you most excited to watch on, Vi- on the Vikings' def- defense this year now that Flores is here and going to try to coach it up the best he can? Who are you most kind of excited to watch on the defensive side of the ball?
0: I mean, let's let's just go straight to the secondary, right? Uh, Byron Murphy Jr. I mean, that was the best signing that we could have hoped for in the offseason. I'm, I'm excited to watch him play. I'm also really excited for the possibility of this resurgence of uh, Harrison Smith as well, being utilized in Brian Flores' defense and you know see some more blitz packages out of them, just versatility. Um, and I'm also really curious to see what they decide to do with Metellus as well. They've seemed to put a lot of uh, like and effort into him so far. I mean, I know we haven't really seen, you know, training camp yet. Uh haven't seen full pads, but he's going to be kind of this X factor in the secondary that I'll be really excited to see what they decide to do with him.
1: Yeah. Byron Murphy's going to be at the step in here, right. And just be kind of the man basically from a cornerback side uh, with so many rookies and unproven players for the most part. Um, he kind of has to be their shutdown guy, or at least one of their better effective cornerbacks at the very least I'm curious to see how he kind of fits in this system as well. Kyle, who are you kind of looking at on the Vikings defensive side?
2: Yeah, I think we're all excited to see hopefully Harrison put some sort of stamp on this potential Hall of Fame career um, and just to have that mark. But for me, it's, it's Marcus Davenport. I feel like I haven't heard anything about him from like the media since he signed with the Vikings. And I just feel like if he can get the pressures, get the sacks, but being able to stop the run, tired of seeing running quarterbacks just get all over us and, and get through, but if, if he can stop there, uh, I also really looking forward to Tonga being able to take a bigger role than just rotation. Um, you know, Dal- Dalvin Thomason leaving that stinks, but if he can go there, plug it up, and just be a bully and stop you from running up the middle, that can go so far.
1: What do you guys make of of Lewis? Seen here, I guess uh, you know he had a lost rookie season with the injury and being behind the eight ball. It seems like he, at least in the early part of OTAs and minicamp, he was still kind of scratching the surface and looks like to be a second teamer i guess zach i maybe we should get a little more of a of a training camp in a full season but are, are you kind of teetering on bust territory with lewis or do you have more of an optimistic view how do you look at the second year safety this season for the vikings
0: yeah i mean i'm pretty neutral on him right now i don't think we've seen enough of him to make a good determination of what he's going to be like long term i mean all the evidence or point is pointing to a bust at this point unfortunately um but I think we're a little too early to make that call quite yet. Um, I, I'd be curious to see how he fits into the current defensive scheme and how the entire safety and quarterback um, core is going to work within each other. I, I think there's a lot of really talented guys. And I think seen is a talented guy, he's, he's an athletic guy. He's got a lot of good prowess on the field, good awareness, I mean, he's, he's really good with his body movement. He seems very deliberate, um, but it, it just seems possibly like his work ethic has not been up to par with what they were expecting. Um, so I, I, I'm not quick to jump on the bus train quite yet. I think mm-hmm. we still need to see a little bit more.
1: Kyle, how about you? Are, are you kind of tepid on, on Lewis's scene? Are you like Zach, or you just kind of wait and see? How do you kind of look at the Vikings' rookie uh, second year safety? Excuse me.
2: Yeah, I feel like he's had a real tough break just to start off right, getting injured pretty early on. You have Cam Bynum, who is a very talented safety ahead of him, so it was an uphill battle just to see the field to begin with. I feel like I got to blame Zimmer a little bit in my mind of, like, I'm just so used to not seeing rookies play with the Vikings anymore, right? Outside of Darrison Jefferson, you'd see us draft a corner in the first round, start zero games, and then the next year, all of a sudden, they're put on this big uh, pedestal. I really am excited for him this year. I don't think that he's going to be starting many games, but I think he'll get a lot of snaps, a lot of reps, and just being all over the field. I was confused why we even drafted him when we traded away from getting Kyle Hamilton. We were in that spot. If we we're going to go safety, at least get the best safety in the draft. So I think that the bust label on him is going to come a little earlier than it would with some other players that we could have drafted.
1: One more thing here on the Vikings defense. So obviously, they've been like 30th 31st they've been just near the bottom five in most offensive categories the last three seasons I guess Zach what what is a realistic expectation for the Vikings defense whether that's in a ranking form or maybe even just something you'd like to see from them in 2023 that you haven't seen from them in previous seasons
0: yeah just being versatile and making adjustments when they need to happen I mean it it was so difficult to watch the entire season and just the same thing in and out I mean if you know, if we were in a position where, uh, you know, uh, uh, the team we were playing, they had to march down the field in a short amount of time, you can almost guarantee if they had a above-average quarterback that they were going to just make it rain all over that secondary and they weren't going to make any adjustments. So, I, I mean, I know in Minnesota we tend to, uh, you know, honor me- mediocrity a little too much, but yeah. um, I think this year I would accept mediocrity out of our defense at least. Let's just get to like a mid-tier defense That's a little bit more versatile, that can, you know, change up the game plan depending on what we're seeing. I mean, it's I I don't think that's too much to ask, especially out of this defense moving forward.
1: Kyle, last defensive takes. Do you have any uh expectations for them going forward in twenty twenty three as a whole?
2: Yeah, I just I just have expectations for them to be aggressive, right? Not so predictable, maybe get some turnovers make some big plays, uh, and not have it where it's so easy for teams to score on us. I mean it teams just knew what to do and by the end of the season they're just putting points at will so if we can get to the point where it at least is a challenge because our offense is going to put up points we're going to put up points and make them keep up with us instead of the other way around
0: this is tom bernard can't get enough of sports talk with phil mackie and judd zolgad tune in to the new tom bernard show podcast monday through friday as phil and judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation.
1: All right, let's go back to the offensive side here. I guess the uh, elephant in the room that's been discussed for the longest time now in the last at least four or five months is the future of the Vikings quarterback and Kirk Cousins. Uh, really feels like they're obviously going to let him play it out here. Of course, maybe a contract extension gets done quietly during the season. I, I really don't see that happening. Uh, so, Zach, is is this the last year of Kirk Cousins? Do you want to see an extension? How do you kind of want to see the Vikings build at the quarterback position beyond 2023? I would
0: lean towards that this is his last year, um, and but I don't think it's going to come lightly. I actually think he's probably poised to have a really, really solid year. One of his best to date. I mean, everyone's talking about, a, you know, huge prediction of a season for Jefferson, big numbers for Hawkinson.
1: Well, that's all going to
0: equate to a huge season for Kirk, too. Um, you know, the only way that he can kind of, you know, tarnish it for himself is if he's just not making good decisions. But if he's able to put the ball in the hands of his star receivers and tight ends, he's going to have a monster year. And there's a lot of teams that are going to need a quarterback next year, at least a transitional quarterback. Um, A lot of these mid-tier teams that haven't drafted in a few years, or they did draft and their quarterbacks just aren't panning out. A lot of teams are going to need a quarterback. And I just don't see Quasi giving him what he thinks he's going to deserve after having what's probably poised to be a really big statistical season.
1: Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, we always talk about you know projections, especially with guys like JJ or TJ Hawkinson or Rjawi. We we're just talking on the running back side, but at least from the former there. I mean, if if the wide receivers and and the tight ends are all having great seasons, that means Kyle Kirk is having a pretty good season too. And you know, statistically last season there was a you know a quote unquote step back, but I really think perception wise there was a step forward up until the last play against the Giants because he was able to still lead a bunch of game winning drives. He didn't make the checkdowns as much. He threw to tighter windows. He made passes that basically a lot of Vikings fans have been asking him to make since he got here, and I thought that was a good sign. You know, in, in terms of the of the factor of do they want to keep him? Do they want to extend him? Um, I'm I'm a little bit more tepid on extending a guy who's entering his mid 30s, even though this is now a position that's aging a little bit more gracefully than like 10 years ago. But I, I am curious to see what happens here. I, I think I'm leaning with you that it's probably the end, but I guess it wouldn't shock me if there is an extension. Kyle, how about you? Do you think that we're watching the last year of Kirk? Is, are we watching future seasons of Kirk Cousins after 2023? How do you look at it?
2: I think my hope and thoughts are, are a little bit different, right? Um, I am a cousin Crusader. I like her cousins. I think that when he offered that three-year deal reportedly in the offseason for a cheaper value than Daniel Jones or Geno, I was like, man, we should have took that. One thing I gave Spielman so much credit for was he always got the extensions ahead of time, right? Like, he, there weren't many times players were in there last year when they got extended. He tried to beat the big paydays. Uh, and I feel like if he was our GM today, you would already seen TJ signed this summer. You would have already seen Kirk signed to an extension. Um, but it's it's gonna be rough because next year, if he's not on the team, we have twenty eight point five million dead cap. And it's just hard for me to think that an analytics GM would be accepting twenty eight point five dead cap for a quarterback to play for the 49ers next year. So I just I don't see where we let him go, but if he goes to free agency after a good year, I don't see how we could pay him the money that he's gonna want.
1: Yeah, they've kind of like created this predicament to your point of the dead cap hit with the void years. That it's like, are you going to really pay him almost as much as you would against the cap to play against you? Like it, it, it is kind of a, a funky situation that they've kind of like hammered themselves into. You know, like I don't yeah, think if you J- would have
2: moved on. Then yeah, I, yeah. I would have just let him move on last year.
1: Right. Exactly. And I, I think that probably would have been the wiser move to do from a financial side. Now they're kind of in this like awkward pickle where they have to figure out do they want to keep them or do they want to pay them not to play for them? Cause that Boyd year is not going to go away unless you extend him. Yeah. It's kind of a very interesting spot for them to be. Um, I don't think Jaron Hall's the guy necessarily. Maybe something changes here in training camp, but I mean, all signs point to that guy, maybe just being a backup at best and he might not even make the 53 out of training camp. That's for sure. Not a guarantee. I think it looks more and more like they all obviously want to draft their guy, but that's also a pretty big gamble and do, will they be finishing in the draft order in a spot where they can obtain a quarterback at their allotted slot, or are they going to have to move future picks to go up and get their guy? It's a very interesting spot there. They're basically in uh, at the position going forward. Uh, Fells, before you wrap on, on Vikings vent line here, Zach, do you have any last takes? Do you have any shout outs you'd like to give down there in Savannah? Uh, go ahead and, and hit me with some of them.
0: I mean, just excited for the season moving forward. Uh, it's, it, it, there's a lot of hype, especially there's a lot of games down here in the Southeast. I'm going to be going to the Panthers game in Charlotte. It's just nice. a quick little uh, cruise up. So I'm excited for that. Uh, my, my shout out is mainly, I mean, to you guys, man, uh, having a little sense of home. Uh, I did grow up, grow up in Minnesota. So having a sense of home and, you know, I listen to you guys daily and, kind of feels like I'm just hanging out or, you know, at the bar talking Vikings with some buddies. So it's hard to find uh, deep in enemy territory down here. Not a whole lot of school support. So uh, I get that therapy daily with you guys. And I really
1: appreciate that. Awesome, man. Uh, Is is there like Vikings themed bars? Is there is there like are you just getting Sunday ticket? How are you kind of watching and consuming (laughs) games down there?
0: No, I mean, the only – everything here is either Falcons or Jags. Right. Um So, you know, I think there is a Packers bar, actually, downtown Savannah, which I I have stepped foot in once before, um, <laughs> and I made it out alive. But, uh, <laughs> no, I just kind of stream the games as much as I can and, uh, you know, listen on the radio when I'm out and about. Awesome, man.
1: Kyle, how about you, man? Any last takes, any shout-outs you'd love to give here before we wrap on Vikings event line? Yeah,
2: I'll, I'll shout out my father, Um you know, we all had the dream, once or Bowl before we die. He didn't get that. Uh, he died in 2014, but he brought me to be a Viking fan. We live in you know, East Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, where it, we're nowhere near Minnesota. And we'd have years where we watched one game on TV because we had one Sunday night and we got blew out 38-7. to And that was the one game we saw that year. So uh, he taught me how to really push through those hard times as a Vikings fan. Uh, it's been since 87 since we won two playoff games in the same season. So uh, it's pushed through. Being a Viking fan it's not for the week. Uh, so I just thank him for showing me pain and showing what what it's like. Uh, and thankfully, I've been able to show that to my two sons, Logan and Zach, where they get to sadly enjoy this pain, too. Um, but that's definitely my shout out to them is, is to my father and my kids. And just knowing that, you know, football is family where we get to spend the time together and just bond on those Sundays.
1: Right on, man. Love that for you. And yeah, my dad's in the same boat there. So I feel yeah, that we all want to see one before uh, before we die as well, whether they're with us or not with us. A lot of generations of Vikings fans, uh, yep. past, present, and obviously future, with your kids too. Obviously, looking forward to that too, fellas. Thank you so much for coming on thank Vikings Event Line. I appreciate Thanks, it. Jacqueline. Yep, come on during the season, of course too. That's we're really like just we're only two months away from football. This is like the off season of all sports, right? Like even there's no baseball that coming up this week. There is nothing. We're almost <laughs> to training camp. We're almost to NFL football. So. Just hold on a little bit longer. Uh, And if you want to get me on a future episode of Vikings Vent Line, for anyone listening or watching, hit me up. It's VikingsVentLine at gmail.com. Hit that subscribe button for daily Minnesota Vikings entertainment.